Welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm here with the Worth Brothers. Yo. Hey, what's up, everybody? All right. How we doing? How we doing? Week one is officially, uh, it's not officially over. It's we're, we're recording this right now during the Monday night game, which is kind of tough for me to do. So you might hear some live reactions from me, but how'd you guys feel about week one? It was great. <sighs> it was uh, heartbreaking and great. Yeah, it start it started out so slow. I felt like there was just so many games were just really slow and kind of just I, I don't know. There wasn't a lot to it. And then third and fourth quarters rolled around, especially fourth quarters. And man, there was some action at the end of those games. I'll tell you what. I had a lot of fun watching that Lions uh, Eagles game. That was Ooh, game yeah. of the morning to me. That was a, that was a, a great, great game. Uh, I thought the. uh the end of the the Saints and Steelers game was kind of crazy. The Jaguars Commanders game was actually pretty crazy. Well, yeah, we'll jump into quite a few of these, but you know, it was there was some there was some interesting endings to quite a few of these games. It was crazy. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, and yeah, the, it's just the title of this episode, I think, or the uh, the show doc at least is "Don't Overreact." Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did that I mean, quite we've a seen, bit. We've seen, you know, Sammy Watkins go off in a week one and then do nothing the rest of the regular season. We've seen we see all sorts of crazy stuff in week one. So yeah, week one you see offensive linemen score touchdowns and stuff like that. Anybody can win week one. I never I bet on so many games. Never do I bet on week one. I just if I am gonna bet on week one, I'm gonna bet on some upsets like I me and me and Zach talked about it. Like I almost bet on the Bears to beat the Niners because it was actually a pretty good uh, line to to bet, but I didn't end up doing. That it. That was a so, messy football game. That was a well. That was a monsoon. That was crazy. Javante. All right. Well, we're gonna start it off, guys. Thursday's game. Yeah, let's let's jump into Thursday's game. So the Bills trounced all over the Rams, thirty-one ten. Uh, you know, I'm not sure, like I said, you know, this is, this is week one, not sure how to take, uh, what the Rams looked like. I think this is just more, the bills really are just that good. Um, not sure how you guys feel about this. I mean, what, what did you guys, what were your main takeaways, I guess, for the, the game on Thursday? Uh, the bills are really good. Um, but both those running back rooms are a mess, uh, for fantasy, at least, uh, the bills are going to be productive with their running back room, but uh, it's going to be tough to know who's, who's really going to have the opportunities, I think week to week in fantasy. So it looks like Singletary right now. He's the guy I'd prefer to own, but uh, things are kind of weird there. Yeah. I'm going to side with Jordan on Singletary over the rest of that backfield. James Cook fumbled on his first carry and that was, um, you know, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Agree. And uh, you know, I, I, I saw the, the, the cam Akers. Um, you know, side of things and what happened was the Cam Akers missed that block early, early in the game. Uh, didn't even really make an attempt at the block, and Stafford just got lit up on the yeah, play. And that was pretty much it from from then on. I mean, you didn't you didn't really see anything else uh happen with with Akers. Three carries for uh three zero yards. I mean, he had some that were like positive yardage. He got back to the line negative. of scrimmage. Yeah, it looked like it. And then he got negative and it just overall was just terrible. Um, yeah. So are we worried yeah. about Allen Robinson? That was my next question. I'm not. I want to give it another week, see what happens. The fact is the Bills have a really good secondary. 
And they also had a really good pass rush, and Matt Stafford had no time. So he was just looking at Cooper Cooper Cup and throwing the ball to him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. By the way, Jerry Judy, 67-yard touchdown reception. Just had to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he looked like a man okay. on it, too. Uh, uh, anyways, but, you know, I, I don't – I. I have to say week one, I'm uh, as far as Allen Robinson goes, I'm not too worried about Allen Robinson. Um, it's going to take him some time to get acclimated with that offense. It's it. I, I think he'll be fine long-term still. He certainly isn't going to be as high as I, I thought he was going to be. I mean, I was talking high-end RB or wide receiver too. I don't know where that happens. I mean, obviously – Stafford still hyper targets cup. I mean, that's what happened in that game again. And I, that, that offense has to figure out something. It it looked ugly. Yeah. There's a long, a long season ahead of us. I think they'll figure it out. There were a lot of offenses that looked really ugly in week one. I think, you know, the, the ones that are good that we know are good that have a good quarterback, they're going to find a way to turn it around and we got to get, just kind of chalk it up to week one. And, um, you know, and none of these guys really played in the preseason. The starters don't play, so they need a little time to get warmed up. And maybe don't expect your QBs to have great games against the bills at least in these first few weeks while they're, you know, looking like this. Yeah, if you have another yeah, option, that's a good point. Their, their line, ever, I mean, that defensive line was just blowing up the Rams. They didn't yeah. stand a chance. It Everybody was, they put in the game was getting a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Von Miller so, looked like the Von Miller of old. Oh, my gosh. He was he was everywhere. I, it yeah. blew, blew my mind watching them in that game. Honestly, the Bills... The Bills looked like Super Bowl favorites in that game. I understand it's week one, but they came out and showed that even in week one, they were ready to go. Yep. So they were prepared. Uh, let's move on to, yeah, let's let's jump over to the the Patriots Dolphins. Patriots lost uh, 20 to 7 to the Dolphins. Uh, it was a defensive game for the Dolphins for sure. Uh, that defense came out ready to play, had a pick six, um, looked really good. Mac Jones uh, suffered a back injury. He had some x-rays after the game. They came back negative. Uh, I hear he's suffering from some back spasms, but um, likely they're probably just going to hold him out of practice this week. And uh, they they say he could be ready to play next week. Um, I mean, what did you guys see out of that? I mean, I definitely saw, uh, you know, the Patriots offense struggled, but they, he would, Mac Jones was certainly passing the ball quite a bit more. He was moving it around to quite a few different receivers. There were some great catches out there, but overall I felt like the Patriots offense struggled quite a bit. Yeah, it was really spread out and not very good. So, Mm -hmm. and that was kind of all of it, like with the wide receivers, the running backs, it was spread out all over the place and none of it was very good. So um, not a very exciting offense. And if they're missing Mac Jones for any time, uh, then that's really, really scary right there. Yeah, their offensive line didn't seem to hold up at all against uh, Miami, who I think does have a good defense. So maybe that's part of it, and Miami was just ready to you know, give it back to the Patriots after years of it being the other way around. But it, it came out this week, and uh, you know, Tua looked comfortable in the pocket. He looked ready to win that game from the beginning. Uh, Chase Hill Edmonds had a pretty good game. Edmonds was fine, but Hill looked really good. Hill looked good. Waddle looked good. Waddle, Waddle still looked great. Touchdown. Those yeah. guys are really fast. 
it looked like everybody on that team was faster than everybody on the Patriots. <laughs> Hill led the and way. It didn't look like he had 10 targets, which is awesome. That's really what you wanted to see is that volume continue as he moved away from the Chiefs. So, and uh, that was the worry. You know, that was the worry we had was can can Hill still have it? You know, can he can he still get the targets? Can he still do it? And and he showed that he can. Um, yeah, I was um, surprised at New England's defense though. Like they just didn't they weren't out there. The New England's defense has started out flat before. They'll probably pick it up. You know, week one is probably an outlier in in that way. I don't know. I'm worried about that offense. There was a lot of talk in the preseason that, you know, in the uh, in camp that they were really struggling to run the ball. Um, and Mac Jones isn't any kind of prolific passer unless he really takes a step forward in this second year. Like he, he played very well, but he, you know, he, we're not expecting him to throw for 5,000 yards or anything like that. And he doesn't really have the weapons around him to do that. So no, he had um, some nice passes in that game though. Kendrick Bourne caught a long bomb pass. that was beautiful. Um, you know, he shows promise, but like you said, I don't think he's going to throw for 5,000 yards. So. I mean, the, t- the targets were everywhere. The the touches for the running backs were everywhere. I really, I'd like to not have shares of New England, I think, in fantasy this year. All around. Yep, I agree with that. So, all right, let's pop over to the Ravens and Jets. Ravens won 24-9. to Realistically, it was even more than that. There was a last-second yeah. touchdown by the Jets. Uh, and they had won this game by halftime, it looked like. Yeah, I mean they they slowed down. I mean they definitely definitely slowed down in the in the the second half. Uh, Kenyon Drake was the leading rusher for the Ravens with 31 yards. Um, <laughs> not much there. I mean he's still someone to keep an eye out uh, for. Just because right now with with Dobbins being up in the air, he is the leading rusher for the Ravens and yeah. He could end up with a few touchdowns in a week. I mean, it's you, you know that's he gets, what you hope for if you play yeah, Drake. Down close. Yep, exactly. Uh, I think the the biggest surprise for me was that Duvernay had the the two touchdowns. Um, you know, he seemed to get open deep. He was a target for uh, Lamar Jackson, and I mean, is that somebody you guys are keeping an eye on in redraft? Are you guys trying to pick him up, or I guess he's probably in our our waiver section, or is that, is that even somebody that is worth it to you? Or do you just think it was, you know, week one? Uh, I didn't include him. We didn't see big games from Mark Andrews and uh, like, we got the long Bateman touchdown, but otherwise he wasn't very like, he didn't have any major explosive uh, plays or anything. So um, I think the Duvernay thing, maybe it was just kind of circumstance and week one doing its thing. And I'm going to keep an eye on it. If he has volume again next week, um, and if you've got a spot, then I guess, but I think there's some guys out there probably available on your waivers that I'd rather have. Yeah. I think in deep yeah. leagues, he's worth a speculative ad just cause especially for these first few weeks where there is no Dobbins, they might run a pass heavier scheme in a deep yeah. league or a dynasty league. Sure. Yeah, definitely in a dynasty league. Uh, um, how about the Jets side of the ball on that one though? You guys, did you like anything that you saw out of a team that scored nine points in week one? I liked the targets to the running back if that uh could continue with zach wilson when he comes back that would be great to see because uh michael carter and um and uh Brees hall both uh, Brees hall had 10 targets michael carter had nine i believe so like 
that that involvement is fantastic. That's going to help prop up their fantasy value in a low scoring offense. Um, so I'm interested in those guys for sure, at least as long as Flacco's there. Um, Are and, you worried about the pass catchers? You know, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. Hey, uh, Wilson played had some really nice plays in this game. He yeah, and Tyler a, Conklin ended up with the touchdown, right? I think. Um, yeah, Conklin caught the touchdown, but Garrett Wilson, he recovered a fumble. If I remember correctly, it wasn't his fumble. He recovered somebody else's fumble. Um, and he had some really nice catches like for his very first game in the NFL. I thought he played really well. I'm not too worried about Elijah Moore either. Um, you know, I think he'll still get his, he was getting targets. Uh, it was just, they ran into a powerhouse in week one. Uh, and you got Joe Flacco at quarterback. I mean, I, I wanted them to move the ball and I just didn't feel like that offense really did what I thought they could do. I thought he would throw the ball a little bit more. I thought they would move it a little bit more. And, you know, they started the game out, you know, throwing the ball. Well, it looked pretty good and, and uh, just wasn't what it, what it should have been. I mean, I think Elijah Moore will still be fine though. I really do. Flacco's toast. Like, that's that's just what it is like it, uh, he's not <laughs> we've seen this we've seen this over and over again and people like Zach Wilson might might not be good but Joe Flacco is not the answer like he it, just because he's not going to go out there like he we saw him throw an interception so he he's done um they need to find a new backup who has like any kind of uh downfield ability that can you know, try and try and make things happen. I know he supposedly like puts better touch on the ball and it's easier for, for court, uh, for wide receivers to catch and stuff, but like, uh, yeah. Okay. But he's throwing <laughs> a short pass. Um, he, he has the experience, but he just doesn't have, he's got nothing, man. He's not, you know, he's only propping up these running backs. It's nice for the running backs, but it's not nice for the wide receivers at all. Yeah. All right, let's pop over to the next one. This was one of the craziest games of the week, I have to say. Uh, Steelers win in overtime 23-20. to This game easily could have been a tie, but this game also easily could have been over in regulation. Um, the Bengals missed two kicks to win the game. They also missed challenging a call uh, early in the or late in the fourth quarter when Jamar Chase should have had a touchdown. Uh, oh, he right. did end up getting one, but um, you know maybe that would have changed things. Who knows? Blocked field goal at the end of, or blocked extra point at the end of regulation was just crazy. Uh, but there was a lot that came out of this game. Honestly, a uh, a lot that came out of this one. Um, Najee yeah, Harris. Dude, Jamar yeah. Chase is incredible. I just want to say, like, um, he only he had one touchdown. I think he was about three inches away from three touchdowns in this game. So yes, it it you know one where his toe was barely on the white. That other one where maybe if they challenge, they actually do give him the touchdown. So uh, that guy's just absolutely phenomenal. He was also the he heartbeat of the offense in the first quarter. He was getting targets like every time they were throwing the ball. Especially after they lost T. Higgins to the concussion. Yep, that was another big one was when T. Higgins went down with the concussion. I think it changed the offense, but Jamar Chase just got peppered after that. And he was making – he had he had multiple catches that got called back that were 
uh, toe touches the line. Uh, the one touchdown where he caught it and his toe was on the, you know, out of bounds line. I mean, it was just, he, he could have had a Justin Jefferson like day if all of those catches would have happened. Um, so that was pretty incredible too. Uh, uh on the Steelers defensive side of the ball, they were incredible as well. Uh, oh, they came out hot. The Bengals were supposed to have had a rebuilt offensive line and had probably the best improved O-line of the offseason, and they got ripped apart. Joe Burrow was sacked five times. Is that right? Uh, he turned uh, the ball over five times. I'm not sure how many sacks he had. Four interceptions. All like Almost all of them were early on in the game. Yeah, and TJ Watt had a season-ending uh, injury with a torn peck. Uh, but not before he absolutely crushed Joe Burrow a couple of times. We don't know that it's season ending yet. I think the timeline is about five months, so okay. he could potentially be back for the very end of the season. I hear or... Torn Peck, and I think that guy's toast for a minute. Yeah, well, the, the only person who's come back was his brother. So Yeah, they said <laughs> three to five months, didn't they? Yeah, I believe three to five months. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's just terrible. There goes my defensive player of the year pick. Yeah. Um, that's out. And he looked incredible. Uh, oh, he, he did. He so was everywhere. Good. He was everywhere. Mixon had a great game on the the Bengals side. Um, yeah, I, he had a good the, game in the passing game too. I just thought though that the Steelers' offense looked terrible. Oh, um, it was I know so Deontay bad. and the and Fryermuth had you know they they dominated the targets. They had. You know, yeah, they had they got their yards, they got their catches, but the offense just couldn't move the ball. Like they they couldn't score. If it wasn't for five turnovers by Burrow, I don't know that this game is even as close as it is. Let alone that they get the win. I mean, I their defense agree. saved them. I know? completely agree. This, I mean, the Steelers. <laughs> the only thing they had going for them was the defense. It was nice to see Deontay have double digit targets and continue that trend for Deontay owners. I'm sure they're happy about that. Um, but yeah, the offense was, was really bad. Fryermuth looked good. Uh, I think, you know, if you're looking for a tight end out there, he might be on your waivers and he's a guy to look at. Or if you drafted him late in your draft, like congratulations, you're going to get targets. And so he's going to be relevant. Did um, we mention nausea yet? No, that's, I mean, that's uh, another just, part of the offense you know, that we, takes a hit. Um, you know, the, the nausea injury, I know they say he should be good to go but he was battling the injury in the preseason and then he comes in, he gets hurt. I get there's nothing major right now, but is this going to be something that lingers throughout the year? Are they going to have him on some sort of a snap count, play it quietly? I mean, what, what's going to happen with Najee? I mean, a lot of people drafted him in the first round. I mean, is it time to hit somewhat of a panic or, you know, just pick up Warren and, and hope that Najee stays healthy. I think that's kind of the road that I would take. As long as this is how it's going to be, I want whoever the running back is that's going to touch the ball because this defense is, you know, they probably lost TJ Watt for three to five months, like we said, but they're still incredible. They're still going to turn the ball over and give short fields to the Steelers, and it's going to, you know, Najee Harris is going to fall into the end zone like he did last week. But you got to look at it this way. They had five turnovers I think at least three of them were on the other side of the ball or the other side of the field. They're positive yardage, right? And they still only put up 23 points. I mean, yeah, with an overtime period, five turnovers, you should put up more than 
23 points. I mean, it, it just, they couldn't move the ball. It, I don't know. I, I, I do worry about it a little bit, honestly. I worry um, too, but I, I still think the running back there is valuable. Uh, I'm worried about the pass catchers. Uh, I, I think, you know, we should, we should kind of apply the week one rule here as well. Give Pittsburgh another week to see what they can do before we abandon ship because we still had Najee score a touchdown and Bailey out this week. We had Deontay get the the double-digit targets. Uh, Chase Claypool was involved running out of the backfield. And if you're uh if you if you drafted Pickens, like don't don't panic yet. Don't you don't need to drop him like you know, Justin Jefferson took two weeks to do anything in the NFL and now he's Justin Jefferson. So um, you know, you gotta give these guys a little bit of time. Definitely. I I'm less worried about their their pass catchers than I am just in like their overall offense because I felt like the pass catchers were if you're getting double digit targets in week one in a a not so good looking offensive week. I mean, if if Deontay found the end zone this week, we wouldn't even be having this conversation at all. You'd be super hyped with what Deontay did. Ten targets with, you know, a touchdown. That that's not bad. I mean, in a PPR format, he did his thing. He still got you know, I think 11 points in a PPR format. So not terrible. So and I will say too, losing TJ Watt is going to be absolutely huge for the defense, which means they're likely to allow more points being scored while he's true. out, which means they're going to have to try and move the ball more. So it could increase the pass volume for like Najee, who didn't see very many. Uh, I, I'm not sure what his targets were, but I don't think it was anything crazy because he didn't really do much through the air. Yeah, I didn't want to downplay tj watts injury either that's going to be a, a you know huge detriment to this defense yeah all right well let's bounce over to we got a lot of games to talk about so let's uh bounce into the the colts and texans we had ourselves a week one tie and i can tell you right now this is not the game that i thought was going to be a tie uh i did think uh-huh. that the colts offense in the second half looked really good uh they fell behind really early down i think they were down 20 to 3 davis mills Um, came out really hot yeah yeah. they were down 20 to 3 early oj howard two touchdowns um you know cooks had himself a nice game yeah the offense looked great i mean there was some deep passes uh they were moving the ball and honestly the colts defense really really struggled and i don't think that they should have um (laughs) It's kind of unfortunate to see, but uh, I think that they will be just fine going forward. Um, Michael Pittman had a massive game uh, week one for uh, Matt with Matt Ryan and 121 yards and a touchdown, I believe was his final total there. So 13 um, targets you know, is awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think Pittman is in. I mean, I'm just saying I did say it was going to be a top five wide receiver this year. And you can be right. It'll depend on the touchdowns, but uh, it looks like the volume is going to be there. Volume is going to be there. To he exist. is a wide yeah. receiver one for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Jonathan Taylor continued, had another big game, uh, scored on the ground, uh, had 161 yards. Is that right? <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I, I can pull it up real quick. I'm pretty sure he had 161 yards rushing. 
Let me double check that. Yeah, 31 carries, 161 yards, and a touchdown with four catches on seven targets for 14 yards. So another massive day for Jonathan Taylor. He just took off right where he was uh, last year. But uh, I think the the hype train may have derailed on the other side, though. Um, Yeah, Damian Pierce was kind of nowhere to be found. Burkhead, I think, had 70% of the snaps. Yeah, he... I think he only, I think uh, I, I would have to double check, but I, I'm pretty sure it was, he only touched down like 13% of the time he was on the field. Uh, Damian wow. Pierce. Now the coach did come out and say uh, that they want to get Damian Pierce more involved though. So don't, don't drop him. Don't do anything drastic. No, you know, no, he's, no. Let him, let him do his thing. You know, I think the coach wants to get him involved. Burkhead is 32 years old. I mean, he's not going to sustain this the whole season. You know, Damian Pierce will be involved more in this offense going forward. So, all right, let's, uh, unless you guys got anything else on that game, you guys want to jump to the next one? Yeah, let's jump to the next one. Okay. Uh, so we got the Jaguars uh, losing to the Commanders. Commanders at uh, 28 to 22. Uh, this was an interesting game. Uh, honestly, Carson Wentz, what was that? It was fun. It was a fun it game was. between the it was Jaguars a lot more fun and the Commanders. Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think uh, I, I think the biggest surprise for me was uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz looked really, really good. Uh, he had a touchdown, two touchdowns to Jahan Dotson. The the rookie came Dawson. out swinging. Yeah, I mean he he looks great. Throw a bad pick. One really, really bad pick. A really, really bad pick, actually, yeah. But, but, but otherwise, overall, it was good. I, yeah, I thought the the offense looked good for them. Um, he had uh, uh, Terry McLaurin had a, a long, deep touchdown, which, I mean, we haven't seen. We've we've seen that out of Terry, but, you know, he he I thought he was involved in the offense. They spread the ball around. Gibson had eight targets. Uh, Curtis Samuel had 11 targets. You know, yeah, how do you guys feel about like Curtis Samuel? He got more targets than uh, than either uh, Terry McLaurin or uh, Jahan Dotson, which is pretty crazy. And Dotson, like, yeah, he had, I think, four targets, four receptions, two touchdowns. He had a really nice game. Dotson looks great. Um, but, yeah, Terry, Terry really only saved his day with that long touchdown because he wasn't super involved otherwise. It was a ton of work to Curtis Samuel and a lot of his targets were designed and he also had a couple runs out of the backfield so that was interesting they kind of used him and Gibson almost in a similar fashion um, with Gibson getting the eight targets and he had seven receptions looked probably better in the passing game than maybe he ever has like and just so involved um, yeah, he was getting deeper targets too so it wasn't just stuff out of the backfield and then the screen game it was like he was running routes and getting targets. It was wild. I think <laughs> like the, maybe we uh, underestimated how good the weapons are around Carson Wentz in this offense. Um, because and I know, only expect Jahan Dotson to get more targets. Honestly, I, I think he's going to become more of a piece of this, this offense too, as time goes on. I mean, two touchdowns in his debut is really good, but I expect the targets to even go up too. Do you guys like Curtis Samuel as a pickup? I think I, I do. do. I do personally. Um, to get 11 targets says something. Um, 
I mean, I wouldn't throw him in right away, but it's not somebody that I'm willing to wait too much longer on because I don't know how much longer you're going to be able to wait uh, if he if he stays this active in the offense. Yeah, he's he's a guy who hasn't been able to be healthy for for many years. Uh, there's always been a lot of hype around him. He's always like dominated reception perception, um, which if you're unfamiliar with it, it tries to measure like how uh, how a wide receiver plays outside of the quarterback that they're playing with. So just how how frequently they beat guys on routes and what types of routes they run and beat guys on. So and versus what type of coverage? Yeah. Um, so he's always been a darling for reception perception and like gotten a lot of hype in the fantasy community. I just, uh, I worry that this could maybe be the Sammy Watkins week one type thing. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, maybe. I wouldn't spend the bank. Like I, wouldn't oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't money. drop a ton on him, but I mean, it's somebody that I would be, I mean, if you miss out on some of these other guys, you know, he's somebody you can put a low bid on to try and pick up. Um, you know, if you're using fab, I mean, I'm not going to be dropping, you know, 15, 20% on him, uh, by any means priority uh, or anything like that. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, we got but another waiver segment today, guys. Yeah. I want to talk All about right, my right. guy, but yeah, James Robinson. You're right. Jag's side of the ball here. Welcome back, James Robinson. I do Where have to Travis Etienne. No, 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 no. Okay. Travis Etienne was very efficient when he got the ball. And Travis Etienne should have had two touchdowns in that game. He like, I don't think I don't think ETN is going anywhere. I still I still really like ETN this year. I really do. percent of snaps. He had four rushing attempts and four targets for two receptions. Yeah, and two of the the two receptions that he did not get, one was overthrown by Lawrence that easily should have been a touchdown, and the other one he dropped, and that should have been a touchdown. I think ETN will be fine. I thought he was efficient. I thought he looked good out there. He was explosive. Don't don't necessarily. I mean. I think everyone's ETN's jumping to say ETN's done. I mean, I'm looking at it I'm not all over Twitter. And, no, but I, I have been. I've been reading it all over Twitter about, oh, James Robinson just stole his job back and all that. He he didn't even <laughs> he didn't necessarily even lose the job. Realistically. No, he never lost I mean, it. Both these guys uh, are going to be on the field. Yes, I think it's going to be a committee. You know, and and I I think James Robinson looked great. I do. I. If you drafted James Robinson as late as you did, you got a steal. Uh, but I don't think ETN is gone. Um, I think he will be just fine. He'll still get his targets. And I think I think his touchdowns will come. I mean, he easily could have had two of them this week. And then we would have just talking about been talking about ETN over James Robinson, honestly, because the two touchdowns ETN would have got, James Robinson ended up getting. So it could have went either way this week, honestly. Yeah, it's going to so, break the other way sometimes. Definitely. Yes. Do you guys it does think make James me nervous to play ETN though? <laughs> oh, for sure. Do you think Robinson's a guy you can play going forward, at least knowing that it looks like he has kind of that goal line role and he's going to get some volume? I don't want to feel dumb for not playing him week two. I certainly think he's Fair. a flex option. Yes, I do. Um, depending on what your RB one and two look like, I mean, he could be an RB two for you as well. Um, you know, if you went zero RB and he was one of the guys. Uh, that you picked up uh, at the end of the draft or, you know, later in the draft and that's your RB two. 
you can feel great about putting him in that position. Oh yeah, uh, he's gonna he's gonna get the the volume now, um, especially going into you know next week. Uh, they're just gonna work both of them into the offense a little bit more. Um, I expect a little bit more out of this offense even next week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had Indy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence had some good play, but I think he had some terrible play as well. He had one of the worst interceptions, I think, of the week. Uh, it might rival um, uh, Carson Wentz for worst interception of the week. He just, like, was running out of bounds, threw the ball high up in the air, just right to the one of their guys. I have no idea what was going on there, but I think this offense will be okay. I, I really do. I think... Overall, it didn't look terrible. Um, yeah, you know, the I Washington agree. defense isn't too bad. So, um, <coughs> all, all right, right, let's move into one of the weirdest games of the week. Uh, the Bears defeated the 49ers 19 to 10. Yeah, uh, this was a this was a weird one. It had a lot to do with the weather. Um, I think we have to take that into account with a lot of the player stat lines that we're even looking at. Um, but I also think it led to uh, possibly the Elijah Mitchell injury um, has a sprained MCL and he's going to be out for two months. Um, yeah. I think that's that probably the most fantasy relevant thing that happened in this game. If you ask me, because yeah, I totally I agree. I don't think we need to talk much about the game itself because I think like the conditions mean we can pretty much throw out what happened on the field. Cole Komet had a donut. I think like if you took him late, there might be somebody better on the waiver wire, but you can probably throw him in next week and he should be like a lot better. Yeah. Um, Debo had a touchdown, but otherwise didn't do a ton. He was getting rushing attempts, though. Yeah, like, I like seeing Debo get eight carries. That's, you know, and I think his rushing for... attempts are going to stay right around there now with Mitchell sure. being out. Definitely. Yep. He's going to keep getting run. But yeah, the big story is Mitchell. So... And what do you do? It sounds like uh, he's going to miss two months. So. Yeah, I mean, really, Debo might be the biggest benefactor there. They have some running backs that they can pretty much just rotate through and nobody needs to, you know, carry that load. Yeah, we'll talk about those running backs here in just a bit. Um, Not a lot to talk about in that game. Let's just pop over to the next game because I actually thought this was one of the the best games of the week. This game Uh, rocked. The Eagles defeated the Lions 38 to 35, and it was every bit of that game. I mean, 38, 35, everybody came out to play in this game, honestly. Uh, A.J. Brown looked incredible still, uh, didn't skip a beat. I think he had 12 targets um, and just looked great. Uh, Hertz had 50 rush yards in the first quarter and finished the game with 90 just makes him, you know, one of the best fantasy quarterbacks just for that reason alone. He's an insane dual threat. And there was times in this game where he looked like a really good passer too, but other times he was it was ugly. I mean, AJ Brown had 155 yards and those all came from passes from Hurts. So oh, yeah. it's working. Oh no, it is. Yeah. And uh, give me AJ Brown to throw the ball to, please. Yeah. Yeah, AJ Brown did not skip a beat uh at all. Um I think he elevates his quarterbacks and you could see that in this game because I don't think I don't think they had the passing offense last year to keep up in this game necessarily the way they did or to win this game last year without AJ Brown out there Um, I think that was a huge part of this game Uh, but at the same time on the other side 
They had to keep up with the offensive attack on that side. And DeAndre Swift had himself an absolutely incredible game. Uh, career high in uh, rushing yards. He had 15 carries for 144 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he just he ran all over the place. He looked great. He was efficient. But at the same time, you had Jamal Williams doing the same mm-hmm. thing. I mean, Jamal Williams had two touchdowns. Yep, 11 um, attempts, and he got two touchdowns on him. Yeah, he, he looked great, too, on those short goal line yardage plays. Um, I just, you know, I think that that offense looked that offense looked a lot better than I think we were we were willing to admit that it could be. Yeah, uh, Ra also had a nice game. Like, I, and Hawkinson, like he didn't have a great game, but he was involved and made some big plays. I haven't he been kept- low on this offense, and after that game yesterday, uh, you know they're kind of the team in the NFC. I'm kind of rooting for if I have to be honest. So I'm upset that you know the, the Eagles won that game. I was hoping that the Lions would pull it out, and uh, hopefully every game with the Lions looks like that this year. <laughs> it very well could. I mean, that offense was surprised. It was more surprising for me how how efficiently they moved the ball. I mean, knew they were. I knew they were going to have chunk plays, and I knew they were going to have you know some big yardage plays, but. It was it was efficient all around. I mean, yeah, like you said, Hawkinson wasn't super involved, but he moved the ball enough to give them the first downs and and help that offense move. And I thought it looked great. Yeah, um, and they have that. You know, they just have fun to watch games because they have good offensive weapons. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they're not a good defense overall, but they have playmakers. Yeah. So, do you think? So what uh, did you guys- do you do you think Jamison Williams is gonna really? add a, another level to this offense and make them something special going forward. I think he could. I mean, he, he certainly looked good on the goal line that, that, that really, really helped them. I don't know that I have the, I don't think that I could flex Jamal Williams unless you're in like a deeper no, league. I'm talking about the, their rookie wide receiver. Jamison Williams. That's on the Jameson IR. Williams. Jamison Williams. When he comes in, I don't know if Goff has what it takes to bring this team to be what it should be, but once another quarterback gets in there and they have all these weapons, yeah. Because they're really young. You know, like really all of good. these weapons are really young and really, really talented. And I yes, I to answer your question, I do think Jamison Williams can help this offense in a way because it's two really good wide receivers that can get open that they have to worry about now. And that actually could really help Jared Goff because you not only have to worry about the run game, but then you have two really good wide receivers on the outside. I mean, right now they're doing it with just Amon Ra really, really as they're like, you know, alpha wide receiver. And if you put two of those out there, I, I, Goff could surprise us even. I mean, he did it with the Rams. He did surprise us. So that's true. I, I don't know. It, it'd be kind of interesting. Um, well, real quick, I want to talk about some uh, some of the RB snap shares in Philadelphia because I think a lot of people were interested to see how that would work out. And it looks like uh, Sanders had a fifty three percent snap share. Miles Sanders, and he looked really good. Um, he, he got in the end zone. Yeah, he was the first one of them to get in the end zone too. They had four runners get in the end zone, including Jalen Hurts. So uh, 
Next one was Kenneth Gainwell with 30% of the snap share. He got some targets. He got some good-looking runs, too. Honestly, all of their running backs had good days and looked really good when they got a touch. So uh, Boston Scott also had 18% of the snap share and got in the end zone. And uh, yeah. on the Lions' side of the ball, uh, DJ Tark did show up with uh, oh, yeah. eight targets, four receptions for 52 yards and a touchdown. So that wasn't bad either. Definitely. Is DJ Tark on waivers? He may have been drafted <laughs> late in drafts. Yeah. you. I mean, there's somebody to look at to see if he is on your waivers. Um, maybe in a 10-team league he could be. Um, I'm pretty sure he's rostered in ours, but – um, in our uh, one of our league records, uh, looks like uh, on sleeper, he's rostered on forty six percent. So maybe he's worth checking out if you guys think Detroit's going to be a high powered offense. Yeah, definitely, definitely someone to look at because they move the ball well. They're going to be behind in most games, so they're yep. going to be throwing the ball. Um, so he's definitely someone to to take a look at. Uh, all right, let's pop over to the next game here. We had the Saints. 27 Falcons 26 and this was kind of a heartbreaker for me I'm a I'm a Mariota fan we were you know right here in our Oregon so love Mariota they were up 26 to 10 in the fourth quarter and they managed to lose the game in typical Falcons fashion um but uh I think one of the big things that came out of this game was Cordero Patterson still looked really good um, he did. He looked awesome when he was running the ball. Yeah. I mean, he was catching the ball. He was running the ball. I mean, he was really involved in the offense. Um, he had like know, 22 rushes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought Cordero Patterson looked great. Uh, the, the, I think the most surprising stat of the day though, was Kyle Pitts had seven targets, but only two receptions. Um, what did you guys feel about that one about, you know, the Kyle Pitts thing? Are you, are you thinking uh, about it? Is it panic now or just, no, weekend? no, he's been terrible in his three games against the saints. They're just like the only team that can shut him down. I'm not worried about it. Um, maybe when they play the saints later this year, think about trying to pivot to whoever your bye week replacement is. If, you know, if that's an option, but I'm still going to start Kyle Pitts uh each and every week because he has the upside to just be you know phenomenal so at least right now you know i mean i'll keep an eye on it like everybody but right now i'm not panicking at all on kyle pitts he had seven targets he's super involved in this offense um yeah if my tight end gets seven targets i'm probably pretty happy anyways so you know and I understand you paid up for Kyle Pitts. You want him to be elite, but he's probably going to have games where he's where he disappears a little bit. He's That's... a wide receiver. Wide receivers disappear sometimes. <laughs> and it was just week one. Um, I mean, another I, I guy who kind of disappeared was Alvin Kamara. You guys worried about that? God, that surprised me so bad. I, I know it surprised Jordan too because we were both thinking this was just going to be a monster game. I know he did end up on the uh injury report today i didn't hear necessarily what happened but i did get the alert that he was questionable do you guys know if anything serious happened i haven't heard anything and i didn't see anything in the game um i know ingram was really involved in this game um and he shouldn't have been at at the same (laughs) time i think the surprising thing was that camara didn't have more targets in a game where they were trying to come back the entire time 
Uh, it ended up pretty much just being Jameis Winston chucking it down the field to, to Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry and a little bit for Olave as well. Um, Thomas and Landry both had great games. Uh, so I guess, you know, you're going to be able to start Michael Thomas going forward. If you drafted him late, that's awesome for you. Um, you know, we had Taysom Hill was like the only other guy really worth note in the, uh, um, in that offense. And he gobbled up a bunch of run yards and stole a rushing touchdown. So I think, you know, that's not going to go that way every week. A lot of that share is probably going to go to Camara. And sometimes, you know, they got off to a really, really slow start in the uh, first half of this game. So I, I don't think it's a huge deal. I think this is one of those week one oddities. Cool. I hope so. Camara's Camara. Sure. He's he's so good. Like unless he has some sort of injury that they just haven't released information on yet. Um, according to head worried. coach Dennis Allen, it's a rib injury, but he should be good to play in week two. Okay, and well, <laughs> we also had Damian Williams in the same game have a rib injury, but he came back in the end of the game. Yeah, he didn't get many snaps though. Cordero Patterson really was the you know beneficiary there. But uh, to to that point, Tyler Algier was a healthy scratch, so. We may not see all of that work for Patterson every single week. That could have been week one as well. Yeah, something to monitor going forward. But I think, you know, next week you can probably start Cordero Patterson. I would. If you drafted it, you know, if you drafted him in a zero RB strategy, he's going to be a nice uh, plug and play for you. Definitely. And, you know, there was a lot of uh, of the top RBs in week one that had not so good week ones. Don't Don't panic. They're your RB ones. They're gonna be fine, you know. Don't don't stress too bad about it. So tell me not to drop Derrick Henry. <laughs> last thing on Go this ahead. game, London, London, London. Oh yeah, he's uh, Drake London's gonna be great. Yes, <laughs> you're right. All right, let's go on. I agree with that. All right, let's move on to the revenge game uh, that wasn't there. Oh. Uh, the- the Browns win 26-24 over the Panthers on another last-second field goal. There was uh, quite a few of those this week. Um, overall, this game was great, though. Um, CMC was, I think, the the most surprising one uh, with his lack of usage and, um, excuse me, his lack of touches. Uh, but he's still CMC. He'll be fine. It wasn't an injury. It wasn't anything like that. They'll get him involved more again. I mean, it's going to come. They're going to um, have to if they want that offense to move the ball. Every time he got the ball, that offense moved. They just look, weren't using him enough. Great. You know he who did. moved that offense? Robbie Anderson. Oh, man. What was that? <laughs> I mean, do you like for the guy that did not want Baker Mayfield as his quarterback and then he catches that long bomb? Oh, that Squeaky was wheel? Is it? Is yeah. that what it is? Squeaky Maybe. wheel yeah. getting grease? He changes yep. the way he spells his name, changes DJ, the way he plays his game, baby. DJ Moore <laughs> only had six targets, which isn't terrible. Um, I thought it was crazy on the other side of the ball, too, that uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones had more targets and more receptions than Amari Cooper. I think Cooper only had four targets in this game. So that wasn't pretty. Uh, I've been concerned about Cooper with Jacoby Brissett there. And I'm going to continue to be concerned about Cooper with Jacoby Brissett there. I am as well. And the pass catching options there in general, aside from Kareem Hunt, I think what this game showed me is that the Browns are going to win games on the ground. 
They're going to win games with their running backs and their and offensive their line defense. and with their defense. And Jacoby Brissett's going to have minimal opportunity to mess it up. I, I, Chubb had an incredible game, didn't get the touchdowns. Hunt had an incredible game and got the touchdowns. That running game looked phenomenal. Their um, two running backs are maybe two of the best in the whole league. Yes, it was it was fun to watch. Carolina is not have. even a team that most teams were able to run on last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they're they're not a terrible defense, and they kind of showed up a little in this game, um, but it just uh, they weren't able to get it done at the end. Browns kicked the last second field goal from like fifty one or fifty two yards out, something like that, and won the game. So, um, you know, they they managed to beat their old quarterback, and he doesn't get to talk shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the language, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> the talk spit. Talk spit. It's bull spit. Uh, all right, let's go with uh, the Giants over the Titans. The Giants squeak one out 21-20 over the Titans. Uh, this was an interesting game, but I think the, the thing we have to talk about is Saquon Barkley. He's back, oh. and man, did he look explosive out there. That long touchdown run that he had was uh, – dude, he just – he was moving. He hit 21.1 uh, miles per hour, which is the fastest he's run on film since 2019. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he just – he looked he looked incredible. I, I honestly – if you don't have him in your top five right now, finishing the season in your top five right now, after the way that looked, because I, I could honestly move him up into my top five easily. Um, I think I had him pretty close anyways, maybe six. So, uh, but he, he looked he looked really good. Jordan, I know you're real happy about this one. I'm um, pumped. He looked yeah. awesome. So, uh, Wandale Robinson did go down with a knee injury. Um, that was pretty sad to see. I really wanted to see what he had. Is there any time news frame on that there? injury? I haven't, I haven't heard the time frame yet on that one either. No, I haven't gotten any details on that. Uh, let's see. What else did we have in that game? Um, the, I, I think a really crazy one that he wasn't even supposed to play. I, I didn't think he was going to get into the game was Sterling Shepard. And he had the deep touchdown. Uh, he looked really good. Yeah, he was um, winning on routes, and he was getting targets, looking really nice on the field. Is that somebody you guys are actually looking at? Would you consider rostering Sterling Shepard again? No. Okay. If Wondell Robinson's out, and they're not going to play Kadarius Tony more than twelve percent of snaps like last week, then maybe. What was that? Like what? I don't even know what that was. Honestly, I I uh, really have why, no idea. I, I think we're going to have to continue to monitor this Giants offense. And really, the only good takeaway is that Saquon's awesome and <laughs> Daniel Jones is not very good. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they move on um, from him after this year? I would hope Probably. so. Giants fans, yeah. I'm sure hope so. <laughs> uh, big one in the running game. Uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, he had. 21 carries he had his yardage wasn't the derrick henry that we're we're all necessarily you know used to um 
because I think Hilliard played such a big role in the receiving game. Uh, I think yep. he played uh, 31% of third downs um, and received the ball quite a bit on those third downs. Um, so it's definitely something to to keep an eye on. I don't know that he's necessarily someone in redraft that you can put on your roster unless you're you have a deeper roster. I mean, is that how you guys kind of feel? Uh, With Don Hilliard, yeah, that kind of, kind of this kind of thing happens it. in the first week where guys that you know are part they're on the offense and they're probably a part of the you know preseason teams they get work in that first week. I mean, I think this is kind of an outlier. He had like 60 something yards on four catches. Like it, he was crazy efficient with his touches. He scored the big touchdown. He had a long, another long reception. So um, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not spending a bunch of money on him in a, in a deep league. You could add him, but the, uh, the guy I'm excited about on, uh, on this Titans team is Kyle Phillips. He had nine targets. Traylon Burks had five and it's fine. Like he's going to be good. But Kyle Phillips, man, he's going to have that slot role locked up. Uh, I think he's going to continue to progress as a player. People were excited about him in camp, and he's going to be a guy you're going to need to add. For sure. I like Kyle Phillips, too. He's uh, he's probably not available in a lot of dynasty leagues already. But if he's there, definitely pick him up. Yeah, I'm talking about redraft. Oh, yeah, redraft. In in a PPR, you got to pick up Kyle Phillips. He's, you know, he's going to see the targets. He's going to continue to to get a lot of work in this offense and um so that's that's a guy who needs to be on your radar yeah, all right let's pop over to the raiders and chargers game i don't want uh the, the raiders <laughs> defeat the sorry sorry hold on let me try this again the chargers defeat the raiders 24 to 19 it doesn't sound right to say no it sounds perfect that was pretty it's pretty good yep definitely uh, 24 to 19. Brandon's a Chargers fan. Rather a Chargers fan than a Raiders fan. Oh, gross. Um, <laughs> hey, Herbert is beautiful. You could uh, be their only fan. <laughs> is that what? <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, not, let's not jump into that one. Um, so Keenan Allen uh, goes down with a hamstring injury. Man, and he looks so good. Uh, that was so unfortunate to see. Um, he was tearing apart you know, the Raiders secondary, and then he went down with that injury, and it looks like he might miss time. Uh, I think they said six weeks. Really? I didn't uh, that, hear that, but whoa. they play Thursday, so I'm not expecting him to play this week for sure. You're going to have to find Hold an on, alternative. Let me, let me double check. I could be wrong on that, but I thought that I read that he was going to be – that it was a full strain – and he was he was he could be out six weeks. Oh man! Maybe there was some update that I missed. Um, I just hadn't heard any MRI results yet announced. So, uh, but Mike Williams did nothing despite Keenan Allen leaving early with that hamstring injury. He only had uh, three or four targets. Two catches for ten yards. It yeah. was, oh, man, it was so bad. Shout like out to Raiders just, corner, Nate Hobbs. Like it was, it was, it was pathetic. Um, I, I hope Mike Williams is more involved next week. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just hope he's more involved next week. Uh, 
I think uh, the the big one uh, on the on the offensive side, Eckler. I think he he struggled a little bit. Um, yeah, didn't look very you know? good on the opportunities he had, and he had only a what forty nine percent snap share, which is like his third lowest when healthy over the last like three years. Yeah, that was that was it was kind of weird. He wasn't the offense was moving the ball, but it was going all over the place. It was going to tight ends. It was going to, you know, just everywhere. Are you guys looking really quick on the wide receiver side? Are you guys looking at Josh Palmer? Like, how do you think his involvement will be with Keenan Allen if Keenan Allen misses time? In the past, when Keenan Allen has missed time and Josh Palmer has uh, gotten increased snap share, he's been great. So it, it could be interesting. Um, DeAndre Carter was who filled in in this game and yep, got and a touchdown and got quite a few uh, opportunities there. So um, I think this offense is really good and they're just going to spread the ball around. Everett got some look too. So they've got weapons there. They don't really need to concentrate it on one person. Um, I'm, I'm not thinking you're going to want to start Josh Palmer every week, but if you're in a pinch, he's probably an okay flex. And so maybe so is DeAndre Carter. Yeah. yeah. And if you're in a best ball league and took Josh Palmer, you're probably smiling a little bit that Keenan Allen might miss a couple weeks. I'm never smiling for someone missing weeks, but I am sure. smiling because I did Josh <laughs> did draft him in multiple best ball leagues. <laughs> um, On the right. Did yeah. not skip a beat. Uh, he was right back at it. He's really um, good. He is incredible. He is absolutely incredible. Despite uh, Carr not being able to finish a game without throwing three interceptions. Man, three picks, two fumbles for Carr. He was terrible this game. That's not going to happen uh, every week. That's like, like a career bad game for him, actually. Yeah, Believe it, it or not. Really, really bad for a guy who's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. So... Uh, you know, week one, crazy things happen, but that Chargers defense is really good. That's what I want to say is that their uh, pass rush was able to get insane amounts of pressure on us. And we have a young offensive line. Uh, we being the Raiders, I can't help but great. talk about it like that. Yeah. But yeah. Khalil, Khalil Mack was uh, a force. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, we're getting pressed for time here. So let's pop over to the, the Packers Vikings game. I think really the only thing to talk about in this game was uh, the Packers struggled and Justin Jefferson is the wide receiver one this he's year. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he he separated himself, man. He won that game. Offensive player in football outside of the quarterback position. Like, 184 he's... yards receiving and two touchdowns. And he made it look so easy. He you took the word in my mouth, dude. Like... I watch him play, and I just do the gritty all over the living room. Uh, I still can't believe I traded him to you. Uh, Thank you. But I mean, granted, the thing is, it might take away opportunity from other people on the Vikings. How dang good Justin Jefferson is! Yeah, because Dalvin Cook didn't have a terrible game. It's just Justin Jefferson took all of them to the house instead of any short yardage situation. So Cook couldn't have a great game. Yeah. Justin Jefferson was just that good this game. Cook was um, involved in the passing game, though, which was nice to see. He got some opportunities there, and he's going to touch the ball a lot. I'm not worried about Dalvin Cook. He just didn't have a blow-up game. This also wasn't a game where the Vikings had to score more than 23 points. You know? Yeah, yeah the Packers were awful on offense. 
They yeah, dead yeah, out yeah. there. They Christian did. Watson yeah. dropping that deep bomb, what, like the second play of the game, wide open touchdown. Sammy Watkins he, looked like their best wide receiver. Yeah. Well, it's week one. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, but did you hear Christian Watson after the game? He said, 99 out of 100 times I make that catch. I would say 100, but you guys saw what happened. <laughs> like, oh, dude, like, don't, don't even, don't, don't do that. Like, you know, and he, for quite a while, it, it wasn't until later in the game that he started getting some targets again because he wasn't even getting looked at by Rodgers <laughs> after that because we know how much he holds a grudge. I do have to say, though, not really many concerns for Green Bay. We saw this last year. Um, we saw, you know, Green Bay can have a terrible week one and come back and go 13-3. and three. I mean, I think they're going to bounce back. I do have concerns with their passing game, but overall it's week one. Don't do anything drastic with any of the players on that yeah, team. Yeah, don't go and trade Aaron Jones right now at his lowest value. Yeah, both the running backs looked fine. They just they couldn't yes. get stuff going on offense, but they're both involved a ton. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's jump over to the Chiefs and Cardinals. Chiefs win handedly 44-21. Patrick Mahomes looked absolutely incredible. Uh, five touchdown passes. Uh, I think he will be just fine without uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, it pains it me to say it, but they, to me, they looked like the best team in football. Yeah. Over the Bills? Come on. Dude. The I smashed the I, Rams. They just beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals okay, defense is, is awful. Yeah, yeah that, they that only is, let the Cardinals is, score 21. And that that should be an offense with, that can score without two of their starting wide receivers with a hobbled Zach Ertz with a, a you know, they were banged up all over the place, man. So. I don't know. Chiefs look like they won that game real early. They did. They did. <laughs> but that Cardinals team, I don't think is very good. I I 100% agree. I don't think that Cardinals team is very good. Whereas I, think I do think I do think the Rams team is good. I think they had a bad game and the Bills smashed on them. So I, it's between those two in the AFC for sure. Yeah. Um, CEH, though, two touchdowns. Um, do you guys trust him? Do you have faith in him? Uh, was it week one? Where are you guys at with that one? So here are my thoughts on this. And I, I said this while I was watching the game Sunday. We should have seen this coming. Like, we know that when a team loses a bunch of targets, those targets tend to go to the running back position. We were looking at this and hyping Aaron Jones like crazy, and we wanted to go and look at Isaiah Pacheco and and uh, you know, oh oh, they're gonna get um uh. Who was the guy that came from Tampa Bay that has stone hands? Oh, Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. He's going to run the ball all the time. No, no, no. CEH is going to be their running back there. They drafted him in the first round. They've had other options. They didn't, you know, they don't run the ball all the time because Pat Mahomes is maybe the best quarterback in football. And uh, they don't have Tyreek Hill this year. They're going to throw it to the running back position more. They're going to have more checkdowns because they don't have that guy who's just always taking the top off and always making the defense second guess themselves. So Kelsey was great in this game. CEH is probably going to continue to be great. And if the CEH owner in your league doesn't believe in him, you should probably snatch him up. 
And Agreed. I have not believed in CEH until this Sunday, which maybe I'm maybe hey. I'm too high on a week one outcome. But man, I think I think we absolutely should have seen this coming. I'm just saying though, Pacheco got a touchdown. So yeah, he got a late know. touchdown, didn't a he? Very late. They were they were already winning this game. It was over. You know, CEH is two receiving fine. touchdowns. Matter. I think the Chiefs are gonna be winning games and it be over quite a few times this season. I still like Pacheco as a stash in a deep league or a dynasty league or something, but CEH is the guy to own and redraft. Now, I just want to point out that the Cardinals play the Raiders next week and then the Rams. You guys feel good about playing pass catchers against the Cardinals the next couple weeks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup are going to have yeah. big weeks here. Get excited. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. All right, let's uh, jump over to the the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Honestly, this was kind of like a snooze fest game, but uh, uh, a lot that happened. Um, I Dak Prescott though did suffer the hand injury, but even before that injury, honestly, the offense looked terrible. Yeah. Um, they weren't moving the ball. I I thought Zeke was he looked really really good. I thought he was one of their best options on the field. And then they went away from it and I get that they were behind. So they were trying to use um, Pollard in the past game, but Pollard did not, he wasn't doing anything. Well, they also had some weird play calls. They had that trick play that got blown up in the backfield um, and some other stuff too, where it looked like Pollard didn't know what his role necessarily was. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, on the, on that side of the ball, the Cowboys side of the ball all around, I think they struggled CD lamb. Yeah. He had 10 targets, but not a lot of them were catchable at all. Um, you know, that was kind of a, an interesting one. What do you guys think of CD? Uh, what do you think of him going forward? Um, are you worried there? I'm Uh, straight up worried. Because I don't know if we mentioned that Dak had I don't know. hand injury. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he had surgery today. Yeah. He hopes to be back in October. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very worried about the Cowboys' offense without Dak. Like this is not going to be very good. Um, we're going to talk about him in a minute in a two QB league. You got to pick up Cooper Rush, the backup quarterback there. But um, man, I. I am worried about these pass catching options. I'm worried about the offense as a whole. So I'm worried about the running backs. Um, this is just not ideal. Yep. That's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the buck side of the ball. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know either because they, you know, they didn't have to do much to win this game. They definitely came out a little flat, but they, yeah, it didn't take much. They kicked a lot of field goals. Um, Godwin has a hamstring injury. These are pretty common after coming back from an ACL tear. It's unfortunate. He is uh, likely to miss some time. We don't, I don't think we have a a timeline for sure yet, but um, you know, he looked really good before he hurt his hamstring. So hopefully he can come back healthy and uh, continue to be the elite wide receiver that he is. Yeah, they they have two other elite wide receivers there too. Mike Evans looked great. So did Julio Jones. Yeah, those guys look great. And uh, Fournette, he looked really good during the game. He was uh, catching passes, running really well. Uh, 
breaking tackles. He looked really, really good. And then he left the game with an injury. I'm not sure exactly what happened there. Do you guys have anything on that? I don't. Uh, I, I think he's fine. Um, I think he left the game. I think he was kind of limping a bit, little bit. I bet he could have went back into the game. He came out afterwards, did an interview. I think it also had a lot to do with the fact that the game was pretty much over at that point. Okay. Um, yeah, it was really back out. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that's I don't good think to it hear, was anything he looked crazy. good and he's going to be, a, you know, an integral part of that offense and uh, an integral part of people's fantasy teams. Huh. <gasps> Josh is yeah. freaking out. All right, what happened? Something happened in the Denver game. What happened, Josh? We just fumbled at the goal line for the second time. Oh. Broncos fumbled at the goal line twice. Into the end zone, into the Seahawks' yeah. hands. Who was that that fumbled? Javante this time. It was Melvin Gordon yeah. last time. Oh, oh well, they both did it. Fumble. Man, they love to go 50-50, don't they? <laughs> Just exact same stat lines, man. You touchdown, I touchdown. You fumble, I fumble. That's crazy. I hate football. All right, we got to go into this waiver um, segment, boys. Right, let's, yeah, let's, let's go quick into this waiver signal uh, segment. Um, okay, so we've got uh, on the waiver wire, you got Cooper Rush uh, for Dallas filling in for the injured Dak Prescott. I honestly, if you're like in a deep league or a super flex league, yeah, he's somebody to look at, but I don't, I don't know uh, that I would really take a look at him unless you had to. In a super uh, flex other, league, probably some sure. other options. Yeah. In super a, flex league. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. in a super flex, you have to go pick him up. He's going to be the starting quarterback for Dallas, at least for this coming week. So he has a ton of value and you need to go get him. Um, Outside of that, at the quarterback, the only thing is uh, the the uh, injury to Mac Jones in New England. We don't know exactly what's going to happen there, but if he were to miss time, I'm not sure if it's Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi that I'd rather own. I think Hoyer will get the start. What do you guys think? Ugh. I don't know. Um, I'm so unimpressed with that I offense don't. to begin with. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. I guess yeah. Hoyer. I mean, these things matter for Superflex. You gotta have these quarterbacks I think that they're gonna play. I w- I would lean Hoyer. Yeah. Um. Honestly. Um. And then, do you think there's a chance that somebody like Cam Newton or a Jimmy G trade or someone else ends up there? Uh. You know, Cam Newton is still out there in free agency. Um. Could they reach out to him? Dallas, I could see them trying to get somebody. I don't think New England's going to try and get somebody because I don't I don't think this Mac Jones thing is extremely serious. Um, but if Dallas wants to try and win, they might have to go try and get somebody better than Cooper Rush. So I could if, see Jimmy G ending up there. I could see it. Yeah, I'd 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 add him if you got a spot in a super flex and you wanna take a take a speculative ad there and see about that. Definitely. Um, all right, let's move into the the running backs here. I think the top waiver wire out of the week is Jeff Wilson. Um, with Mitchell missing two months, uh, I have. To, I mean, wouldn't you guys agree that one of the top waiver wire ads is Jeff Wilson? Um, yeah, I would. He say- seemed to come right in and take it over. 
I'd say he's number one. Um, although I think Jordan Mason is going to get a lot of work in this backfield, and I would I would add him as well. If you can't get Jeff Wilson, add Jordan Mason or add even Tyrion David Davis Price because uh, that we've seen how the Niners go. It's a next man up mentality. They're not going to go out and get a running back to replace somebody. They're just going to call up the next guy and use the next guy in line. So if something happened to Jeff Wilson, it'd be Jordan Mason and Ty Davis Price. And that running back and, room and has always been just valuable. And that running rec room is always hurt. Like yeah, now it's always the next person up. Yeah, guys, we've been talking about Jeff Wilson for like three or four years, and he's valuable only when the guy in front of him is hurt, and he's almost always valuable then. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. He's probably the top uh, running back I would pick up, especially over. I mean, John Charl Hilliard. He's kind of a speculative ad if you really think that they're going to keep designing plays for him to get in the red zone pass work. You know. Yeah, they only if you have a deep bench, I would definitely pick up Hilliard though. Like if you have a deeper bench uh, or it's a deeper league, um, that's somebody I would definitely take a look at because they certainly had him involved in the offense. So, and the, the only other guy at running back is uh, Jalen Warren. Uh, he's Najee's backup in Pittsburgh, and uh, we don't really know what's going on with that injury there. And he's he was injured during the preseason with a, a something similar. So. We're not getting good information out of Pittsburgh about this, but uh, you, you're going to want to put Jalen Warren on your bench to see what happens. And I think we can move on to wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of touched pace on uh, Sterling Shepard. Um, really quick, actually really quick, I want to touch base. How much would you guys, fab-wise, would you guys use on Jeff Wilson? Um, I think percentage, it's 15. I would probably go a little higher if you need a running back. You you know, go a little over 20 and try and make sure you get him on your team. If but you're the Elijah Mitchell owner, a little over 20 sounds right. For sure. Yeah, you might even go like 26 or something just to make sure that you can get him on your roster. Um, if you're in a deeper league and he is somehow on the waiver wire and there's not a lot of guys, you're going to have to spend up. You know, like if... If you're in a league where you know, if you're in a dynasty league where your waiver wires are barren and somehow Jeff Wilson's out there, like spend it all. He could yeah. be the only running back that you find on waivers this year in a really deep dynasty league or something like that. So um, Jordan Mason, uh, Ty Davis Price, like in a in a redraft, I'm going to put really low bids on those. Same. Guys. Same with Jalen Warren, Dontrell Hilliard, you know, put, just enforce a base so nobody gets them for free. Yeah. Put a couple bucks down if you've got a spot on your roster. There's probably not a lot of guys I would drop currently for them. So it's more if you got, you know, if you had an injury or if you drafted uh, somebody who's who's uh, on IR and you haven't picked somebody up yet. Those are guys to look at. Okay, now we can jump over to wide receiver. So we got Sterling Shepard uh, for the Giants, um, target leader there. Uh, Kyle Phillips for the Titans. I think he's probably one of my higher uh, wide receiver targets this week uh, is Kyle Phillips. You got uh, Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. Dotson likely was drafted late, um, but I'm not 100% sure yeah, uh, how much. Uh, he's about 56% owned in ESPN, but he's like 96% owned in Sleeper. So okay, depends so on your, some of your format. Home, you might be able to, to get him. Um, 
yeah, that's kind of a kind of an interesting one. And then definitely keep an eye out for some of these uh, rookie wide receivers that people are going to panic drop this week. Um, what about Jalen Tolbert? I was just going to ask that. I don't think I'm interested in a redraft league. I think if you drafted him with your last pick, you can probably cut him for one of these for a Jeff Wilson or for a Kyle Phillips or something. Yeah, he was going to be someone I would recommend to cut if Jahan Dotson is on a waiver or Kyle Phillips. Yeah, for one of these rookies that performed in week one. He was a healthy scratch, so he's not going to be part of the offense and you got Dak missing for a couple weeks. Yeah. It's more the Dak thing that, you know, I, I still like Tolbert as kind of a prospect long-term. Um, I, I wouldn't cut him off a dynasty roster. Neither if you can I. help it, but, um, yeah, I'm not, I don't want him on my team for a redraft. It's going to be a little while before he can do anything. He will be cut from my roster. I can tell you that. Yeah. I think, you know, um, if, if Dotson's out there, uh, I would definitely put some money down to grab him because I think he's going to be involved and going to be great. So another one that maybe you could put out uh, 10 to 15%. And yeah, try I'd be and, fine with 15% and him on roster. him and Jeff Wilson if they're both out there. Um, yeah. Kyle Phillips, um, maybe maybe 10% at the most. If you're in a full PPR, I don't think I'd even put that much out there in, in a half PPR or a standard just because he's he's the slot type guy. He's, he's going to get a lot of receptions, but his touchdown upside is probably lower and he's not going to have a huge A dot. So um, He would really have to take one to the house to, to have a serious of touchdown. That- kind of player someone we didn't touch on that disappeared was hunter renfro yeah he got some targets it was kind of a weird game with the you know the uh three interceptions and two fumbles for Carr. um you know that that game hit the under in a game that a lot of people thought would be an offensive explosion so uh i would hang on to renfro still i think what do you guys think yeah i was not comfortable starting him no. Yeah. I don't want to I would hold off for now. So uh I'll save it for Wednesday, but I do want to ask you guys a little bit about that Raiders offense. Um just to get kind of your perspective, but I'll save it for the next episode. We can we can talk about that next episode. Um because it could take a little while. So uh as far as the tight end position goes, uh OJ Howard, um do you think that was just part of week one or was that game scripted for him to get involved? I mean, how do you guys, uh, how do you guys feel? His only two Um, receptions were the two touchdowns. I'm not going to spend, I'm not going to go try and get OJ Howard Uh, this week. I would probably just stick with the tight end you drafted, even if they disappointed. And especially if you drafted an early guy and he disappointed. So yeah, yeah, I, I have about, to agree, and I'm, I'm someone who has you know started Dawson Knox this week, and I think I would still probably start him over OJ Howard next week. So, yeah, I think Dawson Knox will be fine. That was another one we didn't really touch on. I think Dawson Knox will be fine. I think it was just kind of the way the offense went. A lot of targets went to uh, the wide receivers this week, um, but I think Dawson Knox will be just fine. He'll still have his weeks. Cool, we're so. on the same page there. Yeah. What about Taysom Hill? Uh, they're still utilizing him in that uh, wildcat formation. He had some long runs. I thought when Sean it, Payton left this team. <laughs> is that somebody you would throw into your tight end position? If 
you're in a deep league and you're in a bad spot at tight end, I guess, because they're going to design some plays for him. But he had one, I think he had one target in this game. Like he's not a traditional tight end. He's not going to get a lot of receptions. You're kind of hoping that they design something for him and it works. An incredible runner. When he runs the ball, he runs with the full head of steam right through whatever is in his way. He's like good to break a tackle for sure. Yeah, he's, <laughs> Cole, he's talented. Cole, or Taysom Hill. I think I'd rather have Taysom Hill. Over Cole Komet? Like that's uh I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Komet personally and uh, like I'm actually doing this. I'm gonna play Komet next week. I think unless I one can more maybe week for up, I will say the the one guy I'm interested in at tight end is maybe Gerald Everett. Um with I, with the injury there, if he's on your waiver wires, he might have been drafted late. He might be out there if not a lot of tight ends go in your league. I'm interested in him just because the offense is really good. He's going to have some touchdown upside every week. He was who I started to replace Zach Ertz and George Kittle in a couple of weeks, and it worked out really well. Yeah, yeah. You want to go for a high upside offense like uh, the O.J. Howard thing, I don't think is is really an offense Agreed. that we can expect to score a ton um, and Taysom Hill isn't going to catch passes as a tight end for some reason, even though that's the only thing he qualifies as anymore. So it's, it's weird, but I don't think I'm in on those guys. Definitely. Well, now it is time to go over our scores. Our, uh, all of our DFS teams are finished. Um, and week one, again, no punishment for week one. This was just kind of a get it out there. Let's let's see how we can do. Um, next week, we'll figure out something for, for who comes in last place. And I'll tell you, it was really close this week. It actually was. Uh, so uh, I came out on top with the score 127.36. Uh, Josh had 113.38. And Jordan snuck just above him with Gerald Everett, right? Wasn't that who it was that, it that was. came out on top for you? Yeah, Gerald yeah. Everett having that that great game, and Jordan sneaks above Josh at one fourteen point zero two, so less than a point uh, between uh, second and third place. So that I was have to that hang was a my pretty head fun. in defeat. Yep, he loses. He loses uh, that one and. Uh, tough, tough loss there. So they ended up not being the the greatest of lineups. We had some disappointing players with Camara and and some of Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry starting, so it didn't it didn't pan out the way we would have liked. But uh, it's going to be fun going Re- forward. We'll keep doing it. Realistically, most of my roster was my two running backs and Michael Pittman. <laughs> Other than that, my team was horrible. So yeah, we all had Michael yeah. Pittman. That was yeah. most of our yep. yeah. Points. Pittman Pittman helped all of us. Mm-hmm. So all right, all right well. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in uh, for our Don't Overreact episode, episode nine. Um, we will have another episode dropping on Wednesday, uh, right? Where, yeah, Wednesday, we're going to drop another episode Wednesday night. Um, it could drop early Thursday morning, depending on how late we uh, get the recording done for that. But you guys can find us <laughs> on our main Twitter page at Best Coast FF, and you can find me on Twitter at BCFF underscore Brandon. I'm on Twitter at BCFF underscore Jordan. And I'm at BCFF underscore Josh on Twitter. Awesome. Thank you guys so much again. Everybody, make sure you hit that like and follow button. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter if there's anything you guys want to hear, have us talk about. Um, uh, We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much.
Thank <laughs> you.